you know, we're the last line of defense. And really, the comedians are the last uh, the voice of truth in this whole thing. Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio time! This is Sean Young on Outlaw Radio. <laughs> hey, this is Shelly Berman on Outlaw Radio. Listen, come on, listen to me or listen to Matt. It, if you like being bored, it's great for you. It's Robert Hayes. I'm here on Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt, a.k.a. The Weasel. We are here to drink. We're here to smoke. We're here to interrupt. You may drink. You may smoke. You may interrupt. But I'm here to... Live from the Lighten Up Lounge, this is Tom DeLuise saying, this is Outlaw Radio. Hi, this is Chuck Woolery at Lighten Up Lounge on Outlaw Radio. Lots of fun, guys. Be back. Two and two. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we smoke, we drink, and occasionally we bother people who look old and weak. Hi, this is Rick Dees with Magic Matt, a.k.a. Mr. Cigar, in the Lighten Up Lounge. We drink, we smoke, we... Yeah, man, when it comes to violence, we haven't cornered the market here in Los Angeles, but uh, New Orleans, I understand, is the most violent city now. New Orleans. Really? Yeah. Why would I make that up, Lori? I thought it was Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, New, New Orleans. New York and then L.A. Nicki Minaj warns against posting location to social media after a rapper PNB Rock murdered right here in our town. Nicki Minaj said, uh, don't post. Uh, I mean, you shouldn't have to worry about these things, should you? No. Fatally shot, man. 30-year-old Philadelphia rapper at Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles, yeah. a place that I used to frequent because when I was on the air afternoons at Kiss FM here in Los Angeles, I was right down below where we uh, broad chase, meant to say cast, from the 11th floor. And, uh, and there he is, chicken and waffles, and boom, shot to the face and dead a Terrible. Yeah, shots fired, hauled a production of uh, Chicago Fire TV series. Uh, where was this? So Chicago's West Side, speaking of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean, violence, man, violence yeah, everywhere. Bad. And we have a dude who uh, knows violence and is offering up some money to find the perps. Las Vegas uh, offering $100,000 for Tupac Shakur's killer on anniversary of his death. I think this is a real good dude. Former uh, NYPD cop Aru. And man, I appreciate those who fight for us. And serve. Yeah, man, I love the cops. Love the cops. How are you, my friend? How are you today? That's David Kohlmeyer. I can hear his New York-esque accent. Yes, you got to, in our producer there, uh, my friend, you have uh, Lori Downey Jr. from the Island of Long. Long Island. Yeah. What part? Belmore, South Shore. Got and it. you? I, Where I were you stationed, in, David? I grew up in Queens on the border of Long Island. What part? Uh, Douglas and Bayside next to Greenock. Okay, I know it well. Of course you do. Yeah. Yeah. But where, where were you stationed when you were a cop, an NYPD cop? So 
when I first got started, it was a 7-3 precinct in uh, Brooklyn, Brownsville, East New York, where Mike Tyson grew up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you know uh, Eddie Norris? Uh, I don't think so. Problem is, there's like thirty-seven thousand cops. So there's. I was just going to say, David. Do, do, you, do you know Cardi B? Well, no, you know no. Cardi B, but I mean, this guy grew in the industry and he became a commissioner in Baltimore. That's why I asked. Yeah. Well, listen. No, it doesn't help him. No. Yeah, he's from Brooklyn. No, anyway. I like this guy, man. I like. See, I like black. I like black and white. I like uh, no no pansy candy ass guys. Me too. Yeah. And this guy, I think, has his act together. He does a show called The Problem Solver Show. Show, which is Channel 14, Your View, Cox Cable in Vegas. Uh, you're offering $100,000 for information that leads to the arrest, prosecution, conviction of the person or persons responsible for the murder of rapper movie star Tupac Shakur. Now, question for you, my friend, is what, what brings you to Las Vegas from New York City? So basically 20 years ago, I moved out. I actually became a police officer in Henderson, Nevada. Mm-hmm. So I was a cop in New York City for about four years. After 9-11, I came out to Henderson, which is the suburb of police. I was a cop there for 13 years. I retired about seven years ago. And they're, they're having a tough time there in Vegas uh, keeping that police force fit, aren't they? I mean, people are quitting left and right. You know, it's kind of a trend throughout the U.S. I mean, people don't really want to be police officers. It's kind of sad, you know. I mean, times are changing. Video cameras are everywhere. Police is kind of a tide of it, you know. Yeah, but listen, if I was in a profession where my hands were tied, man, I would get the hell out, too. You know, these poor guys and gals, they're working hard. They will face a bullet for us, but yet we don't protect them. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm sick and tired of the friggin' thing. And you, so you are no longer a cop. Is that what we're, uh, we're talking about here, David? Yeah, I retired about seven years ago, and I recently started uh, a podcast and TV show called The Problem Solver. All right. And you, uh, what is some of your latest uh, problems that you've solved, if you don't mind me asking, before we get to uh, Tupac Shakur? Yeah, every single week on the show, the goal is to bring resources to people in the community to let them know about new things that are going on, whether they're homeless, they need a job, you know, opportunities and so on. And then what we've been doing is cold cases, unsolved cases, offering reward money for tips and information to lead to the arrest or to assist law enforcement. Yeah. One of the big things we're working right now is the Lake Mead bodies. You familiar with the bodies in the barrels of Lake Mead? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. That's some fun stuff, man. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so we're, we're at number five as bodies being located. Five bodies have been located so far. We're expecting a minimum five more. And uh, we're basically offering reward money for people if they can identify or supply information to you know law enforcement about who the bodies are yeah. or who committed the crime. So so far, how many bodies have been identified, David? So out of the five, one's been identified yeah. as a, a a person that drowned, yeah. but the other four are still outstanding. Many of them are waiting for DNA testing. Wow, how creepy! Don't you even as a cop? Don't you find it a little creepy? I mean, the crazy thing about it is what most people don't know is that there's over 100 barrels in Lake Mead right now. Jeez. And the problem is what's inside those barrels? <laughs> I'd hate to be the one going to find out. Yeah. I don't know. You know, they, they've been in there for, I mean, God, for so many friggin' years. I, do they even, I guess, skeletal remains. 
I mean, do you say you, any flesh still exists? Uh, they probably putrefy. Hey, how about I ask the cop? Yeah. You know, th- this man may know instead of asking you, Mark. So is there flesh? Does flesh exist? So in the first body, which was a barrel, but there was erosion. Yeah. Believe it or not, they were able to identify that the shoes and the clothing wow. went back to Kmart. Jeez. Kmart. Yeah, that's incredible. So the Kmart brand, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But there was flesh on body number uh, three huh? that was located, which was a torso. And, of course, you know, with bacteria, fish eating and stuff like that. So they are doing DNA testing on what they located. Yeah, that whole like mead thing. And do you think it's a, is it being overblown, the fact that uh, there's not enough water? I mean, well, here, let me sort of answer that question by throwing out this concept. Uh, Vegas and folks who live in southern Nevada, when it comes to conserving water, you guys are really good. You know that, right, David? I mean, you guys are really good. It's the California people, is what I'm being told. Wait, it's the Californians that are, that are really good? No, no, we're supposedly very good, but most of the water goes to California. Yeah, no, no, of course, because this deal was cut years and years ago about the percentages of water, and yeah. and Nevada was screwed on this deal, and it, it should be fixed. But you know, who knows? You know, as long as uh, as long as long as you're sort of a uh, turquoise state, you know. I and by the way, I don't know. I, I, David and I have never talked before, yeah. so I don't know his political affliction. But I will tell you this. That I, it would be a happy day for me when we turn Nevada red again because I can't wait to move there. Not southern, but northern. I love northern Nevada. David, there. I said it. No, I mean, look, the bottom line is, look, we live in crazy times. Red, blue, I mean, whatever makes this world a better place, I mean, please well, bring it on, right? Well, it ain't blue. I have a question <laughs> for David. Yeah, yeah, see, I got a chuckle from uh, the ex-New York City cop. Yeah. Yes, Lori, go ahead. So, David, you said that you're doing some homeless project over there, right? You know, I, we try to work with a lot of nonprofits. Believe it or not, it's very big. The homeless people inside the tunnels of Las Vegas is miles and miles. Yep. There's people that live there. Right. And then when there's a rainstorm, like a big flood, basically it's a problem. Yeah. In do, general. You, do you ever figure out where they started, like where they come from? You mean where they shipped to? Well, no, no. Where, what state they lived in? Because Arizona is doing that right now. Yeah. So if they're not from Arizona, they get rid of them. They they ship them out. So are there? Hey, David, are there stats as to the numbers from different states who are now homeless in? Well, let's go with the Las Vegas region because that's where you are. I'm told it's about fifteen hundred. There's a great program called Shine a Light. These guys also that were homeless previously, they go inside the tunnels once a week. Right. They bring supplies. They bring, believe it or not, like food, snacks, batteries, all kinds of different things yeah. in order to basically help the homeless community. So they're actively working, going, and there's probably about 1,500 people that are homeless inside the tunnels. Yeah. They live it, currently throughout Vegas. It's, it's, it's incredible that these tunnels that run underneath these majestic billion-dollar hotels, right? And they're... And they're Underneath the entire city, wow. and you've got this. It's like the mole people. Did you ever yeah. see that? You ever see that movie? One of the classics, David. I recommend it highly. The mole people, and they're all living underground. Wow. And yeah, that would be hellish, man, during a rainstorm. And you had one not not long ago. It was a bad one. There's a few people that passed away actually because the floods take all your know, people living down there where they have 
You know, they actually have a propane tank, and they're cooking food, their belongings are there. And when there's a major rainstorm or flood, basically, several of them will die. Yeah. David, do you ever go out there and interview them, like for the show? Do you ever talk to the homeless people that are in these tunnels? You know, about a year ago, I went out with Shine a Light, and it's just a great program. If any of you guys ever want to support, you can look it up. But I've gone out with them as well and tried to help out. We were able, my group, there was one person that we were able to remove to basically get some help. There's several groups that go out to several different tunnels throughout the valley. Um, so it was, it was a good experience. I used to do that as a police officer as well. Community yeah. policing, helping homeless and trying yeah, to get some housing are you and keep finding, management. David, are you finding that these, peop- these homeless people are mentally ill or they just got, you know, on bad luck and they lost their homes? I think it's mixed. It's mentally yeah. ill, it's veterans, and it's people with addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I told you David's a good man. David Kohlmeyer, a retired Henderson, a New York PD officer, is offering $100,000. Here's what happened. September 7th, 1996. Where does all the time come from, man? After leaving a Mike Tyson fight, MGM Grand Plaza, Mm. Tupac Shakur fatally wounded when he was shot while uh, waiting at the stoplight, East Flamingo Road and Colville Lane. And this year marks the 26th year that no arrest. I mean, no arrest. It's like a mafia friggin' hit. Yep. No arrests were made. And so, do do you have any sort of a theory in the back or front of your head, David? I mean, basically, you know, the only thing that's interesting is the case is considered open. It's not a closed case. Right. So some people rumor that the person that shot Tupac is basically deceased. The police can close the case out if they think the suspect and they had evidence that the person basically did it, but they died. They can still close it out, saying the suspect is deceased. David, but do you think that body is what? in Lake Mead? What? I'm, I'm kidding. I said, do you think that guy is in Lake Mead? No, not that guy. No, no. What what he's saying here is that it's it's still a uh, it's a, it's not a closed case. Right, it's open case, right? So it's a cold case, and they're looking for the perp. And if they knew for a fact that the perp is dead, then they could close it. So you and David Kohlmeyer went on record as saying he finds that interesting that they haven't closed it yet, which means that somewhere out there is probably this guy or group of people, and it could be a group. How many gunshots? happened that night? I think it was like five, six shots. But I will share with you one thing is that there's a lot of conspiracy theories of where money came from uh. basically, you know, to basically make that shooting happen. Like people backed that shooting, you know, like it was a hit and that there was money behind it. So there's different rumors and believe it or not, from doing this, I've been getting a bunch of tips in general which were like supplying with law enforcement. But the bottom line is it's definitely not related to Lake Mead. Lake Mead is a situation that's either mafia-related or also motorcycle gang-related, in my personal opinion. Oh, so more, I, I never heard that. I never heard that. So motorcycle gangs as well, huh? They'd, they'd stuff someone in a barrel and throw them in there? The truth is anything could happen, but it's more related to that. It's more of a mafia or motorcycle gang-related probably tactic than it is with you know gang members that are probably in L.A. or Vegas. Yeah. Where they're like, just like the shooting in LA at the Waffle House. Yeah. They're just going to go out and shoot them, you know? Uh, are you are you happy to be living in Vegas uh, after 20 years? I mean, you're you're probably on the outskirts. And, and and by the way, correct me if I'm wrong, but you being a local guy, you probably stay away from the Strip, right? You know, I actually been in Vegas 20 years. I like it. I go to the Strip, you know, quite a bit in general. Yeah. I have I have some kids, so it's a little bit different now. 
But, uh, you know, it's a great place to go to. Vegas is still a great city. I will say compared to New York, New York City went downhill. I think Rudy Giuliani did an amazing job back in the day. Yeah, he did. At least the place went downhill. Yep, yep. But, boy, you and I are on the same page. I uh, I interviewed the great uh, Rudy Giuliani at a famous tobacconist, both of us smoking cigars and drinking whiskey on the show. And that man is the real deal. And you're right. Boy, did he clean up that city. God bless him. And, boy, he's, you know, going through hell from, uh, once again, I don't want to make this political, so I'll just, uh, I'll mellow out. Mark, you had a question for uh, David Kohlmeyer, former NYPD and Henderson cop. Yeah, um, a... What's your interest in this case that you wanted to offer the hundred thousand? Why do you? I mean, so basically, we're looking for cases that are Vegas cases that are cold cases that okay. we want to basically get justice for people. So for Tupac, basically, the twenty-six year anniversary happened in Vegas. We're not really doing cases that are in other states. So any cold cases that are in Las Vegas, we're trying to basically work on as the time goes on. We work on the Lake Mead situation with those bodies. Yeah. We believe that in the late need, we did a news release about reward money. But what happens is, once we did the news release, people started calling us and finding bodies. If we didn't do this type of strategy in news release, those bodies may not have been recovered, wow. but we kind of made it more aware to people to be aware of when they're at Lake Mead. So we're doing the same thing right now with Tupac. We're stirring up conversation. So I'm a retired police officer, once you're a cop, you're kind of always a cop, and I want to bring justice to people in cold cases in Vegas. Yeah. You might want to also take a look at investigative journalist Kathy Scott's book, uh, Who Killed Tupac? Uh, he, she also did one on Suge Knight. Um, she spent years researching everything and putting it in the book. You might find some interesting things in there uh, as you go through listening to other people's yeah, comments. Yeah, but if, but if, but if uh, David comes up with info that solves this case from the book, does he owe her, the author, $100,000? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, how does that work? <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I think the bottom line is they want to find the damn murderer, and right. w wouldn't that be a great thing to do? Um, now, I'll, sh I'll share one thing with you guys. You know, after 9-11, we had this, like, marketing and PSA announcement of see something, say something. I'm basically changing it up with a marketing strategy of getting community involved by offering money. So the bottom line is offering reward money is what's making people, you know, have conversations and supply tips, and that's a little bit different—a different strategy to get people to talk and to supply information than we've done before in the past. So that's my goal: is changing it yeah. up a little bit to basically get justice for people and get tips to start coming in. And this will wind up. There's other things that are going on in Las Vegas. Believe it or not, there's some guy up at Red Rock. He was shooting horses. Oh, and if geez. you go to serialhorsekiller.com, oh. wow. there's a video of the guy, and he shot and killed four or five head horses. And we made a reward money for that as well. Now, the crime stopped. Doesn't mean he's not going to go do it again. But by offering reward money can sometimes prevent someone yeah. from doing a crime again. You yes. bet. And, and P.S., what a son of a bitch. What yeah. a son of a bitch, man. Uh, here's the number. And correct me if uh, if this is not correct. But it's one eight three three tips cash which is 847-7227-1833 tips cash that's 1833-847-7227 if you have any information that could lead to the arrest of the perps who put down uh, tupac shakur in 1996 am i right on that number is that good that's correct there's a special number to the problem solver kind of reward hotline that we set up 
for these cold cases that we're working on and supplying information to law enforcement. Yeah, well, you're a good man, and uh, and you co-host uh, your show there with uh, my buddy John Orlando. Correct, Amundo? Yeah. Yeah, John's a good man. John's a great guy. Yeah, John's a great man. And it's called, uh, well, John is the host of the Action Junkies podcast. This is the Problem Solvers. And you happen to be executive producer and host, David Kohlmeyer, retired Henderson and NYPD officer, who is a good guy. And he's doing God's work. And he's doing good things. And uh, I appreciate your time. Listen to those kids. How many kids you got there, David? I got three kids. I got a little boy here named Kyle Jacob. Oh, Doesn't keep his mouth quiet when I'm on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you do you miss the deli food in New York, or you probably have a good deli or two there in Vegas, right, David? You know, over 20 years there's been a bunch of delis out here, but they kind of disappeared. So. There's not much really going on, which is kind of sad, you know? Yeah, that's sad. I mean, God, I, I, I tell you what, right now, I could go for a big old pastrami sandwich from uh, from Langer's here in Los Angeles. Or better yet, Cat's Deli in New York. I bet you were there, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, David, hey, thank you for your time. I wish you the best, and thank you for doing good work. And, man, let's come up with, uh, let's solve this friggin' cold case. Who the hell... Uh, killed uh, Tupac Shakur. I'll give that number again, uh, but it's uh, David Kohlmeyer. Thank you. Have a happy day, my friend. You too, take care. Just a reminder, justicefortupac.com if you want more information. That's good. That's easy. Boy, you got to make it easy, especially for me. Yep. Justicefortupac.com Alright, David, have a happy day, my friend. Take care. Stay well. That's David Kohlmeyer. Good man. Good man. Former NYPD uh, cop. And uh, Lori, Lori, who knows uh, a cop or two in New York, yeah. like if David doesn't know a cop that you know, <laughs> that he's not legit? No, I wasn't saying that. I was I just mean... trying to see if he knew this. Hey, hey, uh, David, you know Bob? <laughs> I, it's not about Bob. It's not about Bob. Yeah, I know. It's about somebody that became a commissioner, so I was just asking, that's all. <laughs> well, I appreciate the question. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, no, David's doing great service there in Las Vegas, and yeah. I hope they find the killer of Tupac Shakur. All right. Yeah. Well, if you know, listen, if we can help in any way, shape, you know, or form. I've been hearing all about this Lake Mead and the bodies showing up. Oh, so yeah. I'm really interested in this. Yeah, of course you of course you are because females love nasty grizzly crimes. It's not about nasty grizzly crimes. Females about... love oh, nasty grizzly crimes. That's why the TV networks that what is it? Uh, ID, ID investigative discovery. All those man that, that puts me to sleep. That's how I go to sleep. At it's night. the majority of viewership are females. They love that stuff. Why is it, Lori? I, it, the voice has put me to sleep. Okay. It's like something that's very calming. All right, that but, makes absolutely you know, no sense. What is David's... Give me the website again that you can find this show. I forgot. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Let me know. What do you mean, the, the website? Let us know. How do we find his show? I, find uh, Tupac's uh, killer.com. I, I, see, in in my head. I'll... JusticeforTupac.com. There you Justice go. Mark C.G. Boyer. And his TV show is on local channel in Las 14, Vegas. Your View Cox Cable, the problem solver show. Yeah. All right. I love that. There it is. Let's go to break. We'll be this after back. Uh, thank you for spending time with us. And uh, P.S. You watching us on YouTube, Magic Mats Outlaw Radio. Do you, do you know Bob? Stop.
Hello, I'm Alan Parsons. You're listening to Magic Matt. The dive bar at the end of the Walk of Fame. The cartilage left over in a bag of Popeye's chicken. Chronic talk from stars, would-be stars, wannabes, and people who just want to hear themselves talk. This is Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt Allen. What a boy would be if Siegfried and Roy had a son. Yeah! Roy! 